Today we're going to be in the book of Galatians, um, Galatians 6, and it's actually verses 4 and 5. And this is something the Lord showed me um, about a year ago when I was getting frustrated with uh, some of the stuff I was volunteering with at the church and, and at the school, and I was getting discouraged. But listen to what it says in verses 4 and 5 of Galatians 6. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. As a Christian educator, as uh, somebody who started a Christian school, I found it interesting here lately that I've been driving around town and our school system, the public schools, have been putting up billboards uh, around town and they've been putting up yard signs and they've been putting uh, all these advertisements up. And I found it odd that they were advertising. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe what we're doing is hurting business for them. And I heard a statistic that from uh, Renew a Nation that three to five million new students have entered private education um, since COVID, since the COVID pandemic. And so maybe what other Christian schools and homeschool parents are doing, and maybe what we're doing as a Christian school, maybe that is hurting uh, the enrollment for the public schools. And I said, and I thought to myself, maybe people are finally seeing that they need their children in Christian education. If they want them to continue on with the Lord later in life, they're going to have to have them in Christian education because they're being overwhelmed with so much stuff outside. Uh, another statistic from a renewed nation I heard if a child between the ages of 6 and 18 years old is in Sunday school, just one hour a week or church one hour a week, whatever the average might be, that would be about 1,500 hours. In that same time frame, they're going to be in school for like fifteen to 20,000 hours. And on top of that, they're going to have fifteen to 20,000 hours on whatever media that they're consuming, whether it be YouTube or TV or music or video games or what else. And so where are they going to get their worldview from is the question that Jeff asked. He, Jeff Keaton, the president of Renewa Nation, he asked, what, you know, where are they going to get their worldview from? That's why Christian education is so important. That's why I believe in it so, um, so passionately as a Christian. It just makes, for Christian educators, it makes your job so much more important. And today I want to share with you a story of a student I had in the public school system when I did aftercare. And he was a child who'd be labeled a behavioral child. And, um, you know, every day almost every single day I would be out in the hallway with him after he had some kind of outburst. He had some kind of, um, some kind of fit he threw basically. And I would sit out in the hallway with him. I would just talk to him and deescalate him and that kind of stuff. And I decided to make with the permission of his grandmother, I decided to make a, a reward system for him on the stage at our school. We had a pop machine, a soda machine for some of y'all who aren't from Kentucky. We had a soda machine or a pop machine up on the stage. And I told him that I would buy him a soda, one day if he didn't have any outburst and then we we really worked toward that and he would handle you know if he displayed the um, appropriate behaviors and so we made it a day and i bought it and every day i was buying him a soda then i moved the benchmark i made it like you know two days three days a week and uh, his behavior started to improve i left there 15 years ago and about six years after that i had an opportunity um here in our town, they did a, a youth rally. And they A lot of kids came to know Christ, and they gave us a list as youth pastors. And they said, here, can you call um, the kids on this list? And I saw his name, and I called up, and I talked to Grandma first. And I reminded, and she said, oh, I absolutely remember you. And uh, you know, I didn't know if he'd remember. He was young. He was like kindergarten, first grade, something like that. And um, now he's in like sixth grade, seventh grade, middle school age. And so I, I talked to him for a minute. I told him who I was, and I told you know, I kind of said, yeah, I used to be a at the at the school that you were at and he said weren't you that guy that bought me pop every day <laughs> and it was something that resonated with him 50 cents a day 
just 50 cents a day made a lasting impression on that kid. It was something he remembered, and he remembered um, as a positive experience from his time at that school. And so what you do every day as educators, and you may be a Christian educator that's in the public schools, doesn't matter. What you do every day, every interaction with your students, every conversation with their parents, every interactions with your coworkers, every message you respond to, every email you answer, every challenging behavior you handle, it all gives you an opportunity to share Christ with them. They may not, you may not be able to openly, if you're in public schools, you may not be openly able to speak about Christ, but you can show them Christ. And that's what 1 Peter 3.15 basically alludes to. It says to be ready to give a defense for those who ask for the reason for the hope that's within you. They're going to see something different about you than other teachers. The way you handle situations, they're going to see something something different about you. They're going to notice that you don't scream and holler and, and yell and, and, and talk bad about people. You don't berate kids. You don't degrade them in front of their peers. They're going to see something different. They're going to see a Christian worldview through you. And so... I tell people often that just because a child comes to a Christian school, though, does not mean they're a Christian. There's a lot of unsafe kids that come through Christian schools. Parents are looking for a variety of things when they pull them out of a public school. They're looking for smaller class sizes, which we offer. They they're looking for a you know for them to be raised. Maybe they're uh, not even raised in church. They're looking for them to have an ex- exposure to to Jesus of some sort. But they're not exactly bought into it. So sometimes we we have children in our schools uh, as Christian educators that are not Christians or even in church. And so I know some of the families that we serve also believe things that don't line up with the scripture that we believe. And so, but as much as we are teachers and as much as we're educators, the ultimate thing that we are, whether you're in a public school, a private school, you're a homeschool parent, whatever, the first thing is you're a minister of the gospel of Christ. You're somebody that is going to, the way you live your life, the way you treat people, the way you talk to people, you're going to be a minister of the gospel of Christ. That's the first and foremost thing. So let me give you an illustration. I've got my water bottle here. I keep it on the side because, you know, in case I get thirsty. If I had this water bottle and you and I were in the same room and you came up to me and said, hey, I'm really thirsty. I've been walking. I've been, it's really hot out. Can I have a drink of that? I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Take it. Sure. And so I give you the water bottle and you go to take a drink and you discover that it's completely empty. Or maybe there's just like a drop. And so does that meet your need? Here's my point. A lot of times we want to give Christ to kids. We have a desire to do that, but we can't give what we don't have. So if you're not walking closely with the Lord, if you're not in fellowship every day with the Lord and you're not and you're not praying and you're not studying the scripture, you don't do those things to check off a big box and say, oh, I read my Bible today. You're doing those things to grow in Christ. And that way you can share those things with other people. And so we... You may work at a Christian school. You may go to church, but that doesn't mean you're being led by the Holy Spirit. And so the only way that to do that is draw near to Jesus and to have a relationship with him daily. And so make him your only source. We're going to talk about that a little bit more tomorrow, too. Uh, but 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that we become a new creation in Christ when we come to him, that old things die <laughs> and all things become new. People read Ephesians 5.18, which says, don't be drunk with wine, which is excess. Uh, and they said, whoa, there you go. Don't don't be drunk with wine. <laughs> we got them. There it is. Black and white right there. But they fail to read the rest of the verse. It actually has a profound part at the end. It says, but instead, be filled with what? The Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If we had a bucket of water just right here, and it was full to the brim, and you put one little drop of water in that thing, and it just, what would happen? It would just overflow. 
it would just overflow. And it's not going to go just one direction. When water overflows like that, it goes all over. And so that's exactly what we've got to do with the Holy Spirit. If we're filled with the Holy Spirit, if we put just one more drop in that bucket, then it's going to just overflow and, and impact every single student, every single coworker, and every person in the school. And so for us to meet the needs of our parents, our students, our coworkers, and anyone else, you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And that only happens with a relationship with Christ. And let me give you one example, and then I'll be done. You see trees outside. They, they're wonderful. They grow. They're planted in the ground. They're going to grow. If a branch breaks off, that branch does not just start growing into a new tree. And what happens to it? It withers and dies. That's basically what Jesus is talking about in John 15. He says, I'm the vine and you're the branches. If you abide in me, you're going to have life. And so for us as Christians, we have to remain connected to the tree. If we're disconnected from Jesus, we're going to wither away, we're going to diminish, and we're going to die from it. We're going to just, spiritually, not physically, we're going to spiritually die from him. And so we have to remain connected to him so that we can grow and be healthy and be fruitful. And when we're fruitful and healthy, then we can give things to other people. And that's what it's all about. We have to be able to share. You don't have to preach the gospel. So I mean, like pound the Bible into them or smack them over the head with the uh, word of God and just whack them over the head with it. They're going to want what you have because of how you live your life. Romans 2 talks about, at the very first part, I think it's verse 4, it talks about how the kindness of God leads us to repentance. The same is true with people. The way we interact with people, the way we treat people, the way we love people, that doesn't mean you're like, oh, we, we remain the kind of love. It means you have genuine compassion for somebody. And so if we have that genuine care and compassion for other people, if we show that love, as Jesus commanded us in John 13, he says to love others like he's loved like he's loved us. If we have that love for one another, we're going to lead people to Christ because they're going to want what we have. They're going to want to know why we're different. So my prayer for you this school year, if you're a teacher that's getting started back or if you're still in the planning phases, um, it's August 8th when I'm recording this. Our school started back today. My prayer for you is this. I pray that you would remain connected to Christ and that because of that connection and because of what he's doing in your life, that your students and your families are going to have an experience with Jesus because of you. So tune in tomorrow. We're going to talk more about this, about what our source is, and we'll keep posting these regularly. Thank you all.